welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in Matthew 2, 1, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, just as we read there earlier, behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem. And the word wise men there is magi. And Rick Renner, who's a, a Greek scholar, a historian, said that these people were like kingmakers. They, they were phenomenally influential, highly you know, well-known um, they would have come from like the, the Medo-Persian Empire, you know, Iran, that kind of way. Um, and uh, there's actually an account in the first century where the Magi came to visit Nero in Rome in the first century. And he apparently was fearful, you know, that these men were coming to his kingdom. He treated them with great honor and respect because they were feared. They were respected. They, they could uh, make kings and depose kings on, on their word. And, uh, you know, they, they were phenomenal people. And I believe also that they were stewards of the prophecies of Daniel. I believe that Daniel, you know, when he lived... Uh, so many hundreds of years before, he, the Lord had showed him, you know, and the angel Gabriel had appeared to him and shown him what was going to come and what was going to befall the children of Israel. And Daniel had given a, a prophecy as well, you know, about the coming of the Messiah. And from the time of the building of the uh, walls of Jerusalem and the rebuilding of Jerusalem to the cutting off the Messiah, it said would be 482 years. And these magi knew, they knew the time was near. They were within 30 years of that. They were looking for signs, praise God. And it was absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. Some people say that when the Magi were looking for a sign, that one of the things they saw was a conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. Now, the Bible says that a star went before them, and it says it moved as well, and it, you know, it stood over the house where Jesus lay. And we'll get to that. But uh, So I believe that was a supernatural sign. But in 7 B.C., interesting, people believe that Jesus was born around 4 B.C., uh, 3, 4 B.C., right in there. But uh, right at 7 B.C., there was a conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. And they were, like, super close together, almost merging in the sky. And I am sure the wise men were going, you know, that that's unusual. And, and I'm sure they were stirred, you know, to, to say, okay, we, we must be at the door here. You know, and they were looking for those heavenly signs uh, from the Lord. Absolutely wonderful. Now, there's something very interesting something very interesting. In our time right now, these conjunctions only happen like once every 400 years. You know, there's only been six of them since the time of Christ. And two of those you couldn't see because they were so close to the sun that viewing from Earth, you just really couldn't hardly see them at all. But uh, there's four of them that were visible. And guess what? We had one on the 21st of this month, December 21st a conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter in the sky. And I've got pictures. I've, I have uh, taken photographs of Jupiter and Saturn together, you know, in the same uh, photograph, same frame of the, the telescope. Absolutely amazing. So you can still see them. They're slowly drifting apart now, but you can see them in the sky if you've got a clear evening right after sunset. Praise God. Hallelujah. So these magi came to Jerusalem, and historians say Jerusalem was about 500,000 people at that time. 500,000 people in Jerusalem. 
And so these magi were coming, and you know, it wasn't just three wise men. It was it wasn't like that. Um, the Bible says that these magi, these great great men of the east, it says they carried three types of gifts, but it doesn't tell us how many they were there were. And they had gold and frankincense and myrrh. They were coming to honor. The king, they said here in verse 2, where is he who's born king of the Jews? And that king word is capitalized there because they're not just saying a king. They're saying the king, the king of the Jews. And I guess in the Greek, it's like they kept asking and saying, where is he? We have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him come to worship him. They knew that this was the Messiah, the Savior, and it absolutely rocked Jerusalem because they would have had a whole caravan, you know, of uh, a train of, of camels and, and uh, you know, even people that would have protected them and guarded them. If you were traveling in those days, it was dangerous. You could have been overtaken by robbers and thieves. You know, they would have been highly well protected. They would have looked like a small army coming into Jerusalem. And that is why it says here, when Herod heard heard this, he was troubled. He was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Half a million people in Jerusalem were like, what's going on here? And they were very, very troubled. One reason is because they tried to keep Herod happy, okay? Because when Herod wasn't happy, he started killing people. He was a murderer. And uh, historically, he murdered. He murdered his own three sons, his uh, daughter, and no, sorry, his wife and brother-in-law, he murdered them because he thought they were and perceived they were a threat to his throne. And so when Jerusalem heard that the Magi were coming to say, where is he that's king of the Jews, they knew that Herod was going to start murdering people. You know, it, it was, they were all shaken, and it says they were troubled. That word means they were paranoid. There was emotional upheaval. Everyone was upset, and it, it, it was wild. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, Herod did. It says, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. So he inquired of them. That word is an intense interrogation. He demanded of them, you know, where was Christ to be born? Where, where is this taking place? You know, like he's, he's thinking, who would dare uh, to threaten my kingdom here? Where is, where is he? He made a diligent search, you know, out of uh, the the scribes and the Pharisees. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Okay? So Herod's got the location. Now watch this. It says, Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And determined then means, it means he diligently inquired. He, he asked for extreme accuracy, exactly precise information. When did you see this star? What sign did you receive? You know, what time did this occur? He was making diligent um, uh, in, interrogation here from the wise man, and he wanted to know, how old is this child? How old? Is, he wanted to know, where is this child? How old is this child? And you knew exactly what he was planning. It says, then he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go, search diligently for the young child. He must have put on a good act. Isn't that right? So search diligently. And when you have found him, bring back word to me also that I may come and worship him. Wow. And when they heard this, heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Now, 
It says their young child. That in the Greek means he was about two years old, like a toddler. The wise men didn't show up at the time of the birth of Jesus. They showed up about two years later. They had seen the signs. They had traveled from afar, and they had come. And the Greek words for, like, the, the baby in the manger, you know, which the shepherds visited, that word is, is like a newborn baby in the Greek. And then this is a young child. So, and it says here that, that they came uh, and to where the young child was, when they, and then when they saw the star, they rejoiced greatly with exceeding great joy. They must have been dancing in the street. And when they had come into his house, he's in a house now. He's in a house. He, they, they saw the young child with his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gifts fit for a king to honor a king. Hallelujah. And it says, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed their own way. So, uh, you know, we know what Herod did after that. He sought to murder Jesus. But the Bible says that Joseph was warned in a dream. And, and uh, you know, Jesus uh, and Joseph and Mary all fled into Egypt. And that gold and that frankincense and that myrrh, you know, was with them and supported them and, and sustained them, you know, monetarily, financially while they were in, in Egypt. But I'm, I'm telling you this morning, it is absolutely amazing, you know, what the wise men did. They, they had the prophecies. They just, they knew the time was near. They had the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter in the sky. They had a star, signs, wonders in the heavens, you know. And the Bible says that in these last days, there's going to be signs and wonders in the heavens. Amen? Before Jesus coming. Praise God. And uh, it's really, really interesting. They had prophecies. Guess what? We've got prophecies, don't we? We've got prophecies of the second coming of Jesus. We've got every sign, every wonder being enumerated. You know, there's going to be earthquakes, famines, pestilences, you know, men's hearts failing them for fear, you know, wars, rumors of wars, uh, ones betraying one another, father, mother, children, you know, betraying parents, parents, their children. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild. But the prophecies that the wise men had are like the prophecies we have. We have very, very specific prophecies, even about the formation of the nation of Israel in 1948. Jesus said, when you see the fig tree and it's spreading forth its branches, when the leaves are yet tender, he says, know that summer is nigh. He said, this generation will not pass away till all things be fulfilled. That was the shock in Jesus' day in his first coming that their generation saw the Messiah. Their generation, well, I'm telling you, we're living in the generation that will see the return of the Messiah. Amen? When his presence splits the sky, hallelujah, like lightning from the east to the west. Amen? Where no one can deny or, or gainsay, no one will be able to hide, you know, his presence, his face, his glory right across this earth. We are living in the greatest time ever. And I, I'm here to share with you, you have even more than the wise men had. You have more signs. You have more prophecies. You, you have, have more exact information than even they had. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet the Savior? Are you ready? You know, the Bible says prepare. 
Prepare to meet your God. We're living in the greatest day. Don't look around you and just, you know, be moved by what you see or the media or anything else. This is the greatest day ever, 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 ever. Hallelujah. Jesus coming back. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? <laughs> is that good reason to be joyful? Amen. What did Jesus say? He said, when you see all these things, look up. He said, look up. Your redemption draws nigh. Look up. Look up. And now's the time to share Jesus more than ever. Amen. More than ever. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.